You're listening to the Midlife Mamas. 85% of women experience these. Have you ever had a hot flash? Hi, I'm Amelia. Hi, I'm Cam. And we're the Midlife Mamas. We are here to talk truth about midlife. We give you tips and tricks to survive hot flashes, sleeplessness, brain fog, and that feeling of restlessness. We explore topics anywhere from relationships, cooking, hormone health, exercise, plus a whole lot more. We cover everything that affects this fabulous place called midlife. We're the Midlife Mamas. Hot flashes, what are they? Well, it's actually our body's attempt to cool down. You know what? If you've ever had one of these, you know exactly what we're talking about. But let's talk just for a second about the physiology. The body attempts to cool itself when we get these hot flashes. And the hot flashes themselves are caused by decreased estrogen. When we are in the perimenopause and menopause phases, our hormones are kind of going haywire. So decreased estrogen affects the hypothalamus, which regulates body temperature. And that wants to open our blood vessels to cool us off. And whoa, when it does that, it comes from within and it usually starts like in my gut and it comes up to my face. Is that what you experience as well? Absolutely. It's like, I know it's coming. And then all of a sudden I am so hot, like I'm ready to take my clothes off. Yeah, it happens very, very fast. So let's talk about our personal stories. Do you remember your first hot flash? I'm not sure I remember the first one, but I was so prepared because I had already been experiencing some perimenopause symptoms and um, my mom was of zero help to me. But it feels like something is on fire inside your body. That's kind of how I remember it. What about you? Um, I was in my mid-40s probably. This was pre-hysterectomy. And I remember I was in the kitchen cooking with my daughter and it came out of nowhere. And I just wanted to take my shirt off right there in the kitchen. And she's like, what's wrong with you, mom? I said, well, I guess that's a hot flash. (laughs) Could she see it? Like, were you visibly sweating or red in the face? No, and my neck, like behind my hair, my neck was wet. Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was alarming. (laughs) It is alarming. And there's nothing worse than to be having a conversation with someone like at your work or like in a business. And all of a sudden, you know, it's there and like you can feel the sweat, like the little beads of sweat around your hairline. And it makes it worse because it's embarrassing. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. What's happening? I'm with with you. After my hysterectomy, um, I was had just turned 50. So the first, I don't know, four months after surgical menopause hit, my hot flashes were out of control. I was an emotional on an emotional roller coaster and I had so many hot flashes waking up in the middle of the night sweating. It was bad. <laughs> so how long like how frequent were they? Did you have them like every hour or every 15 minutes? I don't know. I tried to block that out. I was just not, I was a mess. I was an emotional mess. (laughs) Plus you don't feel good because you've just had surgery and then you're like, what's going on in the insides out of control. So let's talk, that leads right into triggers. What are some triggers for hot flashes? There is a ton. I mean, let's, I want to back up just a second. There's lots of hormones that are involved in our bodies in general, but during this time, our female hormones, which include estrogen, progesterone, even testosterone, ladies, believe it or not, you have testosterone in your body, the luteinizing hormone and the follicular stimulating hormone. All of those are things that vary during this time of life. And those are things that as they come and go, because 
our bodies are readjusting to midlife, it can be a trigger for hot flashes. Yes. So hormones that are fluctuating are definitely one of the triggers. Another one of the triggers would be alcohol. Um, I would say alcohol. I've been personally experienced a hot flash because of alcohol. How about you? Yeah, for sure. Is there one type of alcohol like red wine, white wine, um, liquor, beer? Is there anything that like you think really does worse for you with regard to hot flashes? Uh, no, I no, I haven't experienced that. I don't know. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I've tried to really pay attention, and my gynecologist actually told me that red wine is generally worse. But you know, red wine is also really protective of the cardiovascular system. So I think it's a trade-off. But honestly, when I drink a glass of wine, which is my my beverage of choice with dinner. That the night I drink it, it may not affect me. Like I may not wake up in the night with a hot flash, but it's the next night. So I don't know if that's unique to me or if that's common. I actually have not discussed that with anybody else. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I know I've had friends complain about their red wine. So I, I know you're not alone with the red wine situation for sure. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one because it's my favorite thing. I don't drink a lot, but that's the thing is I'm not even sure that the volume that you're drinking matters. I think it's just the presence of it in your system. Uh, yes, I know alcohol disrupts my sleep, but that's another conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> another trigger is hot drinks. I've never personally experienced that. Have you? Uh, yes, actually, I have, but it's a daytime hot flash. So this is a really good one. So I used to get them very, very frequently in the morning when I'm getting ready for work. Like literally I'd be putting on my makeup. Sometimes I'd be in various states of undress. I'd have to take whatever I was wearing off and go stand in front of a fan. We keep a fan in our bedroom because my husband has a little bit of, we'll just call it heavy breathing. We're not going to actually call him a snorer. (laughs) But anyway, I would stand in front of the fan. It was terrible. And Mm -hmm. I was drinking coffee. So I, I definitely think that that has been a factor for me. And occasionally it happens at night. If I drink a cup of herbal tea, I'll be cold and have on like a jacket. And then suddenly I'm sweating. Yeah. So hot drinks, but let's also mention caffeine can be a trigger for some people. Yeah, for sure. I cut off caffeine around 1231 PM. I am guilty of using it for a stimulant in the morning. I try to limit it to one cup of coffee per day. And then a lot of times I'll switch to green tea. I will say that I don't think the green tea is a trigger for me because if I drink that at like 1130, 12 in the morning, I don't typically have hot flashes in the afternoon. Oh, that's good. Very good. Well, spicy food is another trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, spicy foods that have capsaicin, which is what makes it spicy, um, that also has a couple of benefits. You know, spicy food decreases our appetite a little bit, so we may not eat as more as an appetite suppressant. But I've definitely felt that as well. And I'm not even sure it was a hot flash related to age. I've just been like, if I have something hot to eat, sometimes I'll just break out into a sweat. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, hot flashes are unique in their own. I they just are unique. So other triggers could be smoking or medications. Um, 
have you experienced any of that? Well, I don't smoke, so I can't speak for that, but I did mm-hmm. find, I mean, smoking, I, I don't even know anybody that smokes anymore, honestly, Cam, but I do, I did read that somewhere. I will say that anxiety, uh, I'm a kind of type A person. And so things will make me feel anxious if I'm stressed about my children or my work or something like that. And I haven't noticed a direct tie between a hot flash and anxiety, but I'm aware that there might be a connection there. Yes, I do believe that anxiety and your emotions definitely play a role in this. Uh, Dr. Northrup's book mentions that as well about hot flashes. And I had an experience with a client. She was at work and talking to a coworker, and then all of a sudden, this hot flash came out of nowhere. And so looking back, it wasn't any food or alcohol. She was at work. So it was related to the conversation. So it's always good when these things happen to go inward and like, what exactly triggered me? Why am I having this hot flash? Was it something I ate? Was it something I thought? Um, Because it's all connected. That is so interesting. I haven't personally had that experience that I've been aware of. Like maybe it's happened and I'm not even aware of it. But, you know, it comes down to things we've talked about before with regard to mindfulness and meditation and really going inward to assess yourself. But I'm very interested to know that that did for this one particular person was definitely a trigger for the hot flash. Right. And I feel like I've personally experienced that as well. I can't put my finger on a specific story. But we are, everything is all tied together. And just thinking a thought induces stress. And so therefore, of course, it's related, right? Right. Because if you think about it, one of the things, you know, when we exercise, we obviously our blood vessels dilate so that we can get more blood to working muscles. And so it's a similar process. But if you've ever noticed when you get anxious over a conversation or an anxious thought, um, your heart rate does speed up and there is some vasodilation or dilating of the blood vessels that accompanies that activity as well. So it is totally all related. All related. I think that's it on triggers. Did I miss anything? Well, one thing I want to mention, just because you and I are in the health and wellness space and we're trying to advocate for health and wellness in women in midlife, one of the things I did read was excess body weight um, and or sedentary lifestyle. And I think as we get older and our energy kind of plummets with our estrogen level, we do tend to gain a little bit of belly fat or feel like, you know, I really am too tired to work out today. But I think that, you know, obviously there's occasions where you you need to listen to your body if you're truly tired, but given that effort to keep your body weight down and to, to avoid a, sedent, a truly sedentary lifestyle with movement is a good idea. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah. I'm a big fan of that. You, you, when you move your body, that helps your spirit too. You just feel more alive and exactly. So it's all related to like the joy of midlife as well. Right. For sure. It's a mindset, right? It is. It's a mindset. So let's, that moves on to the solutions because your mindset, so you're going through this and you're like, why in the world am I going through this? So our mindset, how we think about aging is part of the solution. So your body is transitioning, as you mentioned earlier, like some hormones are decreasing um, and other hormones like insulin and cortisol might be increasing. But anyway, we're, our body is trying to find balance. So when you have this hot flash, that's literally what your body's doing. It feels like it's overheated. And so it's opening your blood vessels. And then that heat of rush, that rush of heat comes flying in. Yeah. It's so important to realize that balance and perspective is, you know, basically the 
the foundation of our well-being. I mean, I've been reading some things, and this is kind of sidetracking just a hair, but about all of the things after the COVID pandemic, well, we're still in it, I guess, but, you know, people getting lonely and just how much the perspective and mindset affects physical health. It's very profound. I think even more than we thought 10 years ago. Oh yeah. It's a, definitely a key factor. Absolutely. Being social, having friends, um, that is part, I am a big, big advocate of that in midlife, that this is the time to invest in your female relationships. This is the time to reinvest in your personal relationships. This is the time. Do it. Yeah, I agree because so many people in midlife are coming out of a not a sense of isolation, but focus on raising children and and establishing a household. And once you're through that, I think some women are lost and are not really sure, you know, what to do. Another uh, potential episode subject, but yeah, just reestablishing who you are and being comfortable in your own skin. Right. And so when these happen, how do you think about, are like, are you, do you feel like your body's failing you? No, 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 no. Just realize this is part of the journey. And on the other side of it, it's this amazing midlife. So we're just going through the bumps to get there. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And there's going to be bumps no matter what. Like, let's face it. If we're just bracing for the next impact, then that's going to be a difficult way to live. So just say, yep, there's going to be hiccups and I'm just going to get through it. Yep. Laugh it off. Call your girlfriend. Hey, I had a hot flash. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So um, so after mindset, I would say knowing and avoiding your triggers. So if you know something, drinking red wine or whatever, or having a conversation with that particular person causes a hot flash, then avoid those things. Yeah, I agree. Um, I haven't been extremely successful at that because I love the red wine. But um, yeah, I think it's important to, you know, and sometimes journaling something like this might be helpful if anybody is interested in really kind of diving deep into what your triggers are. But definitely, if it's something you can avoid, I would suggest doing that. Yep. And then, of course, we love food. So there's tons of foods that can help you with your hot flashes. Flax seeds is one of my favorites. Um and just fruits and veggies in general are great for your health, but they also help you with this whole entire hot flash situation. Yeah, I, I agree. So there's some foods like the flax seeds and soy are phytoestrogens. They kind of look to the body like an estrogen. Um, I don't know. Did you Were you ever a sex in the city watcher? I was not. Oh my gosh, girl. There was this... I don't know if it was one or more episodes where Samantha in that show was going through menopause. And apparently there's some sort of phytonutrient in yams that are supposed to alleviate hot flashes. Well, the ladies fly to Dubai or somewhere, um, you know, in that area of the world. And she wasn't, she was just eating all the yams and it's just absolutely hysterical. So that, yeah, that show, that series is probably from the early 2000s or maybe even the 1990s. So we've known about these phytoestrogens for a, quite a while, but it does help alleviate them. The one thing I would caution women, if you do have a history of breast cancer in your family, um, estrogen positive or estrogen sensitive breast cancers, sometimes your doctors will tell you that these phytoestrogens are contraindicated in women with a history of estrogen positive breast cancers. I'm not a doctor, so I can't really advise on that. It's just a caution for some people. 
Right. Yep. So you can always add more fruits and veggies, flax seeds and whole grains to your diet. And that's a safer route. Absolutely. No question. Well, so the next one on our list is acupuncture. So I mentioned that I've been to a holistic doctor after my hysterectomy and I was my first doctor was put me on a very, very high dose of estrogen. Anyway, part of my balance getting back to uh, more of a balanced state was acupuncture. Have you ever had it done? I haven't, but I've wanted to. Did you go to a bunch of sessions or did it like, did it help with one session? It's, um, it's very interesting. It's, it's, I don't think it's like one and done. I don't think it's like that. So every time I went to my, um, practitioner, I had a, um, a session done. So there was one time, a few times walking out of there completely relaxed. It was amazing. And I'm also coming from the CrossFit world. So she talks about, um, you know, female energy versus the masculine energy and CrossFit's very masculine. So we were just working on the feminine side. Plus I just had a complete hysterectomy. So, um, you know, trying to reconnect with the feminine side of me, it was very, very powerful. I just love that. I've heard you are like the fifth person that's told me that acupuncture has left them feeling the most relaxed ever. So I definitely want to try it, even if it's not for that purpose. But I do think that there's really a place for Eastern medicine practices in our country that we're not really um, embracing. I know some health insurances cover acupuncture and some do not, but I read a really good book called Ancient Remedies that talks extensively about the use of acupuncture for many sorts of disorders. It's really about bringing the flow of life and balance back to your body. So it won't do any harm. So why not give it a try and see if it works for you? That's how I feel about it. Yes. I think that's a great attitude. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's not like a pill. So, you know, it's natural. So I'm all for it. Let's go. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Other things, cooling foods, good old cucumbers. Oh, I was just thinking about that (laughs) because I knew that was the next topic. Yes. So, you know, one of the things that we didn't really mention is hot weather could be a trigger for hot flashes. And Mother Nature has a way of giving us foods in each season that we need. And in the summer, they're cooling, they're, they're hydrating, watermelon, cucumbers, berries, even squash has quite a bit of water in it. So cooling foods are a great way. Um, cool. I try not to drink ice cold water, but I will chill a beverage and then take it out of the refrigerator 10 or 15 minutes before I drink it to just kind of try to get that cooling liquid in my internal self. Yeah, I love it. And then this is kind of the opposite, but it's the same. Um, Ginseng tea or isn't there another tea you drink for this? Oh my gosh, there's a ton of teas. Um, So I think Vitex, um, which is actually a supplement that I take, but that's also, you can also get that in tea form. Um, I drink a a roasted dandelion root tea, and I'm actually not sure it's for hot flashes. I think it's more for digestion, but I find that to be very calming in general. Well, yeah, dandelion root is great for your liver. And so your liver is this amazing organ that filters everything and, and helps with our hormones. So I would say it's all related if you're using dandelion tea for sure. Yeah. So tea is a great, another way to add a natural um, thing to your life that may help you with these hot flashes. 
Yeah, teas in general, gosh, have so many benefits, whether they're herbal, some black teas, some green teas. Uh, We could do a whole episode just on tea. I've learned a lot more about tea in the last six months, and I try to incorporate two or three different teas in my diet every day. And I just feel like it makes me more like not only balanced, but alert when I need to be alert and relaxed when I want to be relaxed. I love it. I think it's great. So it's worth it. It's worth exploring. For sure. Okay, you can bring the next one up. (laughs) Okay, well, the next thing, so I've done whole talks on pelvic floor dysfunction and intimacy issues, and that might be a whole nother episode, but physical release, whether it's through exercise or intimacy, that's a nice word, you know, (laughs) nod, nod, wink, wink. So a physical release can be had through orgasm. And so if you're not engaging in this activity, either with your partner or alone, it's a great way to deal with hormone fluctuations. Believe it or not. I know that there's a lot of women shaking their heads, but I promise you, if you give this a try, it might work for you. Yes. And again, it's natural. So it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's the best part. It's natural. (laughs) It's natural. And maybe it'll help you reconnect with your spouse. So there you go. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you know, honestly, Cam, that is so, it feels so disconcerting to be in this time of life. And because guys don't get this, like they're totally in the dark. So yes, I definitely believe that intimacy nod, nod, wink, wink, um, is a great way to reconnect (laughs) with yourself and your, your significant other. There you go. So give it a try and let us know how it goes. Yeah, please do. (laughs) Okay. We're moving on to the supplement world. And my number one most favorite supplement is magnesium. Magnesium has been known to help with hot flashes, plus all hormonal things and making energy. It just does everything. So magnesium would be something if you're not taking magnesium, Um, consider adding that to your life. Game changer. Yeah. And I believe that there's some statistics, which I cannot quote about how much of the population is deficient in magnesium. And basically the experts are saying pretty much everyone needs a magnesium supplement. So definitely invest in that. I feel like it's 75 to 80%. It's up there. It's really high. Right. And there's tons of herbs as well that are, um, are related to helping you with hot flashes. Um, Ashkawanga, Vitex, Maca, those are ones I know about. Yeah. And actually the maca root powder is good for even my daughter who's 25 takes it. So that's not just for middle-aged women. It is actually a hormone balancer regardless of age. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I I take maca, not as much as I do. I take ashwagandha every single day and the Vitex every single day. Black cohosh, I have not had great luck with. Valerian root, which is often used as a sleep aid. I've used that sporadically and have no idea whether that's really helping the hot flashes, but there is some uh, loose correlation to using that and it alleviating hot flashes. Yeah. And so these herbs are called adaptogens and they're amazing because mother nature is amazing. So they adapt. So if you're low, they help you get up. If you're high, they help you bring you down. They meet you where you are and help you find balance, which is amazing. Yeah. And it's not a drug. That's our new favorite catchphrase. So yeah, I agree. You know, the ashwagandha is my favorite adaptogen. It's gotten a lot of press lately, but it gives you energy if you need energy or helps you relax. So as my friend Lisa says, it raises the floor, which I think is a really cool 
concept because sometimes in midlife we feel like our feet are dangling with no floor. And so some of these adaptogens are really good at raising that floor to meet us where we need to be. I love it. That's a great way to put it. And our last like natural solution would be good old essential oils. Yes. These can be mixed into a spritz with like witch hazel or into a rollerball with like, um, I use jojoba oil. That's my favorite carrier oil. But anyway, so the top, the two, um, so peppermint and clary sage are great for cooling. So when you're having a hot flash, that would be a great cooling oil. Clary sage, geranium, bergamot, and lavender are also on the, on the list. So I do actually have a personal story about peppermint oil. About four years ago, I was in New York City with my daughter. We take a trip every year that we can. It was in October. So it wasn't like it was 95 degrees, but I was having horrible hot flashes. Well, we were in Soho and I happened upon a store that had like natural care products, you know, natural deodorants, lotions, whatever. Girl, I bought me a rollerball of this, <laughs> like this little container. It was like peppermint oil. I was putting that stuff behind my ears and on my yep. forehead and on my neck, like every five minutes. My kids were like, what mom, you got to stop. But it really helped because as soon as that peppermint oil hits your skin, it kind of evaporates and it's an instant cooling effect. So yep. on your pulse points, it is fantastic. Yep. So that would be your wrist, your ankles, behind your neck, and that bone behind your ear would be great. So yeah, peppermint is also great if you're around mosquitoes. <laughs> so I did not have, know that. Oh yes. my gosh. Yes. Uh, I've had, I, not this summer, but I've had peppermint oil in my purse for that very reason. So yeah, help you with your hot flashes and keep you away from the mosquitoes or keep the mosquitoes away from you. Very nice. So you mentioned clary sage, geranium, bergamot, and lavender. Mm. Do you mix all of those or, are there, or do you like put them in pairs? What's the best way to use them? Um, I, I have a book. Um, it's it's like essential oils in menopause. And so there's several recipes in that book. And I believe there are a mixture of four of the five. Gotcha. And you know, yeah. you mentioned carrier oils. I have used almond, sweet almond oil as a carrier oil. Um, I probably have used the jojoba as well, but yeah, this is a relatively cheap and natural way to deal with this. And you really can't overdose. Like if you're just rolling this stuff on your skin, it's not like you can take too much. Yeah, it's great. Lavender is known as relaxation as well. So it like keeps you calm when you're stressed out when these are happening. So yeah, I mean, give it a try. Yeah, it can't hurt. Like, what? what's the harm? I agree. What's the harm? Because some and, things work for some people and some things work for others. You just never know. I was just going to say that, Amelia. We are all, <laughs> yeah, we are all different. And so we're bio-individuals, which is a great thing, makes us interesting. So when we share things, these are things, some things may work for you, some things may not work for you, but it's worth giving it a try. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think Cam and I are in agreement that we're all about natural remedies. There's too many drugs on the market that we don't really know the side effects. So everything we've given you are natural things that you can procure easily without a prescription and it's not going to harm you. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode and we hope that something will help you manage your next hot flash a little bit better. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Together, we're known as the Midlife Mamas. But we can also be found individually. I'm Amelia, and I'm the Helpful Plate. 
My website is www.thehelpfulplate.com. That's H-E-L-P-F-U-L. And I'm also The Helpful Plate on Instagram. And on Instagram, I'm Hey Mama Cam. Or you can visit my website, camoiler.com, C-A-M-O-Y-L-E-R. We'll see you next time.